This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest, around the United States, Canada, Mexico, around the world, wherever you are. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the podcast. I'm Scott Strandy with my co-host on the other end of the line, Paul Hornstein from on Long Island in New York. Uh, I'm, I'm getting educated by pretty much <laughs> He's on Long Island, not in Long Island. So let me get that right off the get-go. Paul, how are you today? Uh, we're doing good. Uh, the uh, humidity is ramped up a little bit in these next couple of days. And, oh, uh, don't go there. Don't <laughs> go there. We just got out of 115-degree heat and a sauna uh, while we were doing our show on Tuesday night. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little trimmer and thinner now after that. Listen, I am in. Uh, <laughs> two days after I made my appearance, after I graduated from high school, waiting for the summer to, to go by and... Uh, start my freshman year it was 119 degrees and i'm playing basketball in indian school park <laughs> so i don't care uh i'm not complaining about uh, it I'm just, love it. just I love you know it. uh just looking for something to ramble on i knew that would get you going so um <laughs> yeah well i i pushed your buttons a couple of times i know on the hockey talk in the desert southwest i know we were watching i threw out a couple of shout outs to you so you're welcome for that uh, <laughs> no I appreciate that. Hey, really well, we're do. talking hockey. I don't care if it is July. I don't care if it's the middle of July. There's a lot of hockey stuff to talk about, especially here in the desert southwest, especially with our Arizona State Sun Devils, who this program is significantly devoted to just because of the fact that they're the only NCAA team west of the Rockies currently. So we'll keep talking about uh, Arizona State hockey and uh, the Sun Devils. So, if I look at my calendar correctly, I believe the team reports on Saturday night, and I believe they step on the ice for the first time on July 20th, which would be Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is Sunday, but I believe the date is the 21st. I'm sorry, 21st. 20th is the day they do their physicals. 21st right. is the day they step on the ice. So they'll get a week of practice in. Then will be the Sun Devil Camp, the academy, where they bring in the high schoolers and uh, give them some time, and, and Coach Bowers' team will work with them as well. And then it's on a jet plane and 13 hours or whatever it is to Beijing, China, and the start of the uh, the China trip. Well, I'm looking forward to it in a lot of ways uh, with all of the, the incoming players uh, and how they're going to mix in to the roster. Um, this is really going to give uh, people a chance uh, – to see uh, what might work, what might not work. Uh, when you consider the fact that uh, ASU's got six, uh, seven uh, skaters coming in uh, and a couple of goalies, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they mix and match with uh, the guys who were fighting for playing time last year. Now, uh, players who are going to be redshirted can make the trip but they unfortunately can't play. So we'll also get an idea of for sure who will redshirt. Um, Coach has said, uh, I believe he said a couple times that uh, Carson Breer is going to redshirt this year. Um, yes, Lance Carson Breer will redshirt from what I've been told. 
so and 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 that'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, having guys redshirt uh, and and getting adjusted to college and college life uh, is not the end of the world, especially when this team is going to have so many extra spots at the forward position. Um, you know, you're building your roster. Uh, not just for this year, but you build it for two and three years out at a time. And honestly, they weren't expecting Briere to be here this year anyway. So the fact that they get him in a year early, get him into the system, get him into the weight room, get him uh, ah, just into that, academic life. There's the asterisk you just gave me. <laughs> the uh, weight room. Uh, all the kids coming in, and uh, a couple weeks ago we talked with Leanne Blinn, the strength and conditioning coach, and she stressed just how important it is for the young guys, the junior guys that play a lot of hockey games but don't get a lot of time to work in the weight room, for those guys to get in and get in a weight program. So that, that I believe, and we're going to talk about it because what we'll do in a couple of minutes, we'll bring my second segment with Coach Powers in, and then when he's done talking about his players primarily that went to the uh, development camp, then you and I will jump in and we'll kind of uh, rehash uh, what he said, and we'll talk about some of the guys that, are, that have left the program due to graduation, and we'll talk to the guys that got to fill their shoes. We'll talk about where we think the offense is going to come from, where the defense is going to come from, and most importantly, who's going to be in goal for this group. But a um, lot of things to talk about. A couple of things just to wrap up on things. We talked a little bit about these guys coming in. We've uh, looked at the schedule last week, so we kind of know what lies ahead of them. Um, the other thing that I kind of wanted to just bounce around was the fact I think it's worth mentioning one more time is this is really the beginning of a split season. And I just don't know how big of a factor that's going to play. I want to say it's all good, but there's a part of me that just keeps me up at night sometimes thinking about what if, what if somebody gets hurt in this uh, tournament in, in China? What if there's a, uh, you know, something that doesn't click between the time they get back from China. I mean, there's just so many possibilities, and we don't want to think about that, obviously, but I think we have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, those risks are out there, especially when you're playing five tournament games against some very high-caliber opponents. Listen, any time you put on a pair of skates and any time you put the stick in your hand and you go out onto the ice, something can happen. I mean, if guys were going to play uh, – you can't play any athletic activity and, and worry about getting hurt because as soon as you start doing that, guess what? Yep. You know, we all I mean, know. this is not, we, we all know. I've, I've got so. wood here I'm knocking on. <laughs> I'm knocking on the so. wood. We're going to start with that right now. So unless you've got something more newsworthy to talk about here, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and bring Coach Powers in, and then you and I will hash over what Coach Powers uh, talked about. Okay. All right, sounds good. Let's bring Coach Powers in, and we'll be right back with you folks after uh, about five minutes. Pre-game with Coach Powers. like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. All right, we're back with Coach Powers. Now we're talking uh, 
a lot of good things about this program, but one of the things is the uh, eight players that you sent to NHL development camp, some that were guys that were here, some that were guys that are coming in, and some are guys that were kind of unexpected in a guy like Steen Pashnik. But, Coach, tell me a little bit about that and what you uh, thought of the guys that were able to go do that. You know, I mean, it, it, you never know. You never know who, who's going to get invited and, and all that stuff. Um, but, but, yeah, we had a, we had a, a couple guys that, that earned invites. Um, Steen, obviously, in San Jose, and he had a really good development camp. We got really good feedback on, on how he looked and what he did up there. Um, Phil Bunces went to Colorado and, and uh, did really well for himself, you know, and, and every, every, we got good feedback on everybody. Um, I think most, most notably was probably Demetrius. Right. Um, I mean, you, you, I've been told by a lot of people that are up there that you literally looked like the best player at their development camp. So um, he, people have to remember with, with, with Como, I mean, he came in as an 18-year-old true freshman <laughs> yeah. straight out of high school hockey. It, it, it was going to take some time. You know, he wasn't going to be a well-oiled, you know, machine and, and, and in a tough uh, setting like that. And, and he had great moments. You know, there's not many kids that could do what he did um, with the opportunity that was put on his plate and handled it the way he handled it. And he's such a hungry, motivated kid. And to go have a camp like he had up in Calgary, and now he gets to go to the World Junior um, tryout camp, one of the 44 players selected for that. Um, his confidence is going to be sky high, as it should be, because he's a, he's a special player, and I expect you know big things out of him this year. Okay, so you got a bunch of guys. Austin Lemieux get, went back to uh, Pittsburgh, and of course Brinson went to San Jose as well. And uh, one of the guys that shocked me on uh, social media was Josh Maniscalco. People were going like, "Did you guys see that shot of Josh Maniscalco on that scrimmage?" And I'm going like, "Yeah, you know, I sit in the press box. I've seen that shot a few times. That didn't surprise you, did it?" He's, he's, Manny's, <laughs> Manny, I thought Manny was the best freshman defenseman in the country last year. Our whole staff did, but um, he, he's a special player. He, he, he's a special kid. Um, you know, it, it's, his, his trajectory is, is um, I think, very uh, positive. Um, he's only going to continue to get better, and, and we're going to be lucky to hang on to him for four years. Okay, so you got guys going to camps, you got guys coming in, you got all kinds of action going on, but a couple of steadying things that always seem to come up is that uh, Johnny Walker at Columbus was steady, uh, Brinson at, at San Jose was steady. Um, how much do those guys mean, and how much do those camps mean to your program this fall? I don't know. You know, I mean, you got to take them for what they are. You know, I mean, they're they're. I think the NHL teams do a good job of making them actual development camps, teaching kids what it's going to be like and what they need to do to become a pro and live like a pro. Um, so it's good from that standpoint. Hopefully it develops our guys' confidence. I thought we had a few guys that should have been in them that weren't at them. Um, but again, it, you can't get too, too caught up in, in what they mean um, sitting in my chair. Again, because, because I believe we had a handful of guys that – deserve to be at them that weren't so you don't want to make too much out of them because you're always going to feel as a coach that you have some guys get slighted right so um you know it it, it, the guys have to use them to their advantage and and i think the guys that do go they probably train a little harder in the off season to make sure that they're in shape when they go and they look good and they're putting in the work they need to, to make a good impression but um you know at the end of the day one player to 12 players whatever it is um we can't let it affect uh, our approach with our guys. 
Either way, though, I'm sure it doesn't hurt to give them some more ice time somewhere and, and give them a chance to, uh, to skate with some competition that's... Yeah, no, it's good. I think the biggest advantage is just the focus standpoint. It focuses yeah. them to, to train harder and, and come in that much more prepared. All right, I understand you have a, uh, a, new, a new guy that you signed this summer in the, uh, in the training room or in the, the equipment room with, uh, with Al, the, uh, the Labrador that John, John Loftner has got. So how important of a role is, is Al going to play this year? Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> you know, I was just at the rink yesterday, and, and uh, you know, he's, he's going to be a breath of fresh air. Um, he's a lot more fun to deal with than John, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Well, Coach, let's take another quick break. Let's come back and talk about the things that are on the horizon here in the very near future. Yeah. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refind your prime with M-Drive. All right, we're back. Uh, Paul Hornstein live with me from uh, on Long Island, New York. Uh, I like that now. I'm, I'm just getting, it's kind of rolling out the tongue. I like that. On Long Island in New York. Okay, Paul, you heard him. The coach himself has spoken. This is part two of our three-part series, ASU Sun Devil Hockey to China and back, as we like to call it. So your thoughts on, on Coach Powers? I kind of made him dig in a little bit to uh, development camps, what he thought about it, what he thought about the guys from his team that went there. Your thoughts? Well, I, I, I think I said this last week. I'm not sure. But it seemed as if every ASU player that was at a developmental camp had his moment. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, something something that each of them did uh, hit the world of social media, whether it was a great shot by Josh Maniscalco or uh, a good move to, to, to get to the net and put the puck in by Steen Pashnik. Um, I think that just about every one of those guys had their moments. Uh, even a couple of players that, like I said, we haven't seen yet uh, in terms of uh, actually putting on a Sun Devil jersey, one that's not even on the roster yet. Uh, you know, uh, Carson Briere had his moments. Um, you know, every time you play against higher level competition, you had a chance to learn something, um, you know, hoping uh, Austin Lemieux was at the Penguins camp and, and, you know, he's seeing increments in his play get better just because you're playing better competition all the time and you have to keep up or you're going to fall further behind. Um, I asked, for example, about the, uh, the Sun Devil player that was drafted in this year's draft, Cole Brady, who's not supposed to be in on campus until next year. He's a goalie, was drafted by the Devils. Um, and they, you know, the reply I got from one of their beat writers is he had a really good camp. The, the, he's a big, big body. He's like 6'4". Uh, and the, the, the Devils, the New Jersey Devils, uh, uh, good you one. Know, goalie coaches really like him. Uh, so everybody seems to have had their moment. 
Um, as the coach said, this is a chance for these guys to see what they have to do to get better, not just on an ASU roster, but to, to advance to that next step, whether that's playing in the minor leagues, whether or not that's uh, advancing uh, to the NHL. Um, we don't know yet, for example, say where Joey Decord's going to play uh, this year. Um, I totally think that he has a legitimate shot to make the roster. Uh, whether he does or not, I, I, you know, I, I'm not exactly going to put money on it. But they, they thought enough of him to bring him in at the end of last season, burn a year of his entry-level contract, and let him play in an NHL game. So they, their plans are obvious that you wouldn't do that if you didn't think he was going to compete, not necessarily win, but compete for that backup job. And if nothing else, be the top guy in their AHL farm team. So everybody seems to have had their moments. And, you know, all that can do is increase the notoriety of the program. All that can do is more as all of these guys uh, continue to get to go to development camps. Uh, we were talking before we started recording that the coach was kind of like, yeah, we had eight guys, eh, no big deal. Uh, we thought it should have been more. He's sticking up for his seniors. He's sticking up for his players, as you would expect him to do. But, you know, just two years ago when they had two or three guys at <laughs> development camp, we were like, woohoo! <laughs> and now the coach like, eh, what else is new? They all should right, all be there. Let me jump in on that. Uh, the progression, as I call it, over the last four years of NCAA hockey here at Arizona State University, the first year, right? Uh, Coach Powers didn't really say much about development camp. He had one drafted player. Um, he had one, no, I'm sorry, he didn't have any drafted player at that point. Um, he had Brinson Pashnik, who who made a camp. And he was excited about that. He thought for sure that he would be drafted. He was draft eligible. He went without getting drafted. So the next year when Brinson went to another camp and then along comes Joey Decord and he's a drafted prospect with Ottawa. Now it's like, yeah, now now we're starting to see some, some notoriety, if you will, to the program, accepting our players as potential NHL professional athletes. Then the next year comes, that's last year, Johnny Walker goes to a camp in Columbus and Brinson goes to the uh, Arizona Coyotes and Joey goes back and then they have a uh, drafted prospect in uh, in uh, Demetrius Komanzis go up to Calgary. And, and like we said, Joey went to Ottawa. Well, now coach is going like, okay, this is like it. Now we're an NCAA program. This year, however, he's a true NCAA coach because yeah. when I went to visit with him, it was just like talking with Dave Haxtell like I used to do at North Dakota where he would talk about every one of my players. I don't draft players that aren't – or I don't recruit players that aren't draftable or NHL eligible. We're a program that looks for bigger and better. I think Coach – a little bit of a sore spot when I visited him about that because he said, yeah, it's important, but, you know, I don't want to talk about this because I feel like there were some guys that, that were kind of shunned that should have gotten opportunities that didn't. He wouldn't give me names. I think we can figure it out who, who those players are. 
So, yeah, I'm happy. He said he was happy for the guys that went and he was proud of what they did, especially representing Sun Devil Nation. And everybody, every report that he got back was favorable. And I don't know if you ever hear anything that's not favorable. But anyway, it, it was all favorable about the players and the program. So, that being said, the evolution of NCAA hockey at ASU is taking steps by leaps and bounds and making it to a national tournament as an independent getting in and you know only losing by a goal if you will in your first time you didn't get shellacked you, you knew you were supposed to be there and could play with that talent and now you're striving for bigger and better right yeah so so let's kind of just quickly rehash over the guys that went to development camp and where they went right we had the passionate brother steen and brinson that both went to san jose we had uh, the Boston Bruins and Josh Maniscalco, who Coach Powers calls the best French freshman defenseman in college hockey last year. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But he was certainly one of them. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 had, and, I, and I've said it to you many times. Um, no, this is not to knock anybody else. But I, I think that pairing of and the development of Josh Maniscalco just allowed Brinson Pashnick to take his game up oh, another notch. Um, knowing that um, he didn't have to do everything when he was on the ice, that his partner could do just as much uh, as he could uh, make that first exit pass, make that first, uh, take that shot and get it through and hopefully get it tipped. So uh, I, I'm, I totally support that 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 point of view. Was he the best freshman defenseman in, in the country? Um, I don't know. I don't. You know, I didn't see every freshman defenseman, but I don't think you could have that discussion without Josh being in it. Fact. And then, of course, Phil Bunces probably a big surprise along yeah. with Steen Patrick. Phil Bunces going to Colorado had another good camp, and that's really good. Um, for Phil's development, because I think we saw him fill that that fourth forward role, if you will, on on the third line. He was in and out, and and uh, when he got his opportunities, he made the most of them. I thought last season sounds like he did the same thing in Colorado. Then we go over to Philadelphia. We talked about Carson Breer, the, the son of Danny Breer. And uh, from all indications, he was uh, holding his own in Philadelphia at their development camp. Uh, Austin Lemieux went back to Pittsburgh. Um, for his dad's team at the Pittsburgh Penguins. And anytime you go to the Pittsburgh Penguins camp, you got to do something, right? Because they don't just bring in, I don't care who's, whose son you are, they don't just bring you in and take a spot away from a team that's won multiple Stanley Cups. Well, you, you, you know this, uh, owner's son or not, um, you, you're you not going to do that and put yourself in a position where you're going to embarrass your kid and yourself. So, yes. um you know, and 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 I think, uh, and I've said this in conversations. Um, I think that uh, people expected too much offense from yeah. Austin Lemieux last yes. year. I, I don't think that's his game. Um, he was much better when he was along the boards, and much better in a uh, in, in in a situation where he can make plays happen, they just usually weren't going to be pretty and yeah. not what you expected when you hear the name Lemieux. And I think so much got put on him last year when he actually got out onto the ice. And he definitely had his moments. And 
you know, if, if, if he can piece it together this year and at this point coach is confident that he can, there's definitely going to can be a role for him on this team because they lost some key pieces. Well, let me tell you my thoughts on Austin Lemieux is the first year when he was here as a red shirt, right? He was pretty much off limits. We couldn't get any access to him to talk about anything, right? So so the second year that he's here, he finally broke out a little bit or they let him break out or a combination thereof where we got a chance to visit a little bit and talk. Um, when I visited with him a couple of times last year, I specifically stayed away from talking about his dad because coach – Mitch, other people had told me that, you know, he really wants to try to build his own legacy. He doesn't want to be known as as Mario Lemieux's son all the time, you know, especially right. on the ice. He wants to and, build and, it himself. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I think, you know, when you saw the media stories and you saw all of the commentaries, oh, and, and Austin Lemieux is going to do this, and you don't know that. That's the... the yeah. You're, That's speculative. You're, you, you were speculating, but the the fly all over the ice and whiz past people. That's just it. it let's put it this way: it, in what I saw last year, that was not his game. His game was be along the boards, check, uh, get a good four check going, help set up his teammates as to to score goals. Uh, and be in the right place at the right time. And he had games where he was and games where he wasn't. And Which is typical for a freshman. For a freshman, right. A freshman, who did, right. a freshman who didn't play the year before. Right. So he had gone a whole year without playing in games. So yep. um, when, when I would see those kinds of stories, it would kind of make me cringe a little bit because I'm like, no, that's not his game. It's just not. Well, in all fairness, that kind of goes to the people that don't spend a lot of time researching <laughs> before they do their interviews. Okay, that's another topic. I'll stay off of that one. Um, but anyway, my point being on these development kids camp, there was one kid that jumped out, right? Well, let me before I get into that, let me tell you what my thoughts are for Austin Lemieux this season. I think what Austin Lemieux is going to benefit most from this year is having some guys, Logan Genuine, Johnny Walker, Demetrius Komenzies, um, PJ Morocco, Jordan Sandu, guys that are a little bit more experienced now in scoring the, the puck. I think that's where you're going to see the biggest improvement in Austin Lemieux. I think he had the ability and has the ability to get the puck to the goal scorers. I just don't think he had enough goal scorers on last year's roster to finish his plays. He would make a play and somebody wouldn't get the puck in the net. So I think he's going to be better as a as a playmaker. Setup man. Yeah, and a setup man. And now I think this is going to be the season where he's got guys that know how to finish. Okay. Uh, we talked a lot about Demetrius Coleman's East last year and what was Demetrius going to bring and shoot the puck, Demetrius. How many times did you and I talk about Demetrius shoot the puck? Guess what? This year, I think you're going to see a big-time jump in goals and production from Demetrius Coleman's Why? Multiple. Every comment that's come out of Calgary has been that he was their best player in development camp. That's saying something, right? When you jump into there, and that's saying something, that you're the best player. Second of all, he's put on weight, 10, 15 pounds. That's something that's going to make him stronger, allow him to hold his position. Third of all, he's coming into his second year, but he's only 19, right? So he's he's a young kid that 
went from high school hockey last year to NCAA hockey. And probably the most important thing now is he's got confidence, right? He's been to Calgary's camp. He knows he's the best in Calgary's development camp. He got invited to, to Team USA, which Coach Powers told me was a big dream for him, right? He really wanted to go there. That was something that he wanted to do as a U.S.-born um, hockey player. That's a dream, right? Get that opportunity to compete for a World Junior Championship. So in a nutshell, you're going to see a big explosion, in my opinion, from Demetrius Komenzis because he's got confidence. And he's got the size to go with it, and he's got the experience now to go with it. Well, and he's going to keep getting that experience. Um, when you look at that roster of invitees to that development camp for the U.S. national team that yes. could play at the World Junior t Tournament in December, um, and don't think that that won't be a big deal. Right. Okay? Because if he makes that roster... If he makes that final roster, that means he will have went to the development camp um, and made a roster that has uh, 24 forwards on it at this point, seven of which were first-round picks. Yes. <laughs> okay? So the competition is there. Um, now, he might fall victim to a numbers game. Right. But, you know, that's not for us to decide – um, but just think of how uh, when you watch those games uh, in the World Junior Championship, what it's going to sound like if he makes that roster. And you're oh, watching yeah. those games, yeah. and he says, and you hear uh, my fellow Long Islander, Dave Starman, who usually <laughs> does the color for the NHL Network uh, coverage of those games, uh, say, Demetrius Kumansis out of Arizona State University at the World Junior Championships. Yeah. Think that, about it. That's got a that. nice ring to it. Yeah, think nice about ring it. to it. So now uh, coach goes into the next kid's living room and says, hey, we got a kid that's playing in the World Junior Championships. You can't say it can't be done. Come here. Yeah. And let's go. Yep. Yep. And so, that kid might be from California, from what I understand. Coach wants to dig into California and get some players out of there next year. Well, so. listen, <laughs> on, on that roster of 44 kids invited to that World Junior roster, yeah, there are four or five Californians on that roster. I know. So Absolutely, I know. You know. Well, it, it's the same phenomenon kind of as is here. There's a lot of NHL players that are now retiring in California like they retire in Arizona. And their sons are starting to grow up and play hockey and, and move on up. And more importantly, those guys are starting to give back by coaching at the youth level, uh, a lot like what's happening in Arizona. So, okay. So enough of the development camp. I think we talked okay. enough about those guys. We talked about a couple of guys who you and I thought maybe – could have gone to a development camp. I know you and I were talking about Anthony Croston as a graduating senior, maybe could have gotten a shot. I think Jake Clifford worked his tail off and, and maybe isn't quite as skilled, but uh, boy, oh boy, the work ethic behind Jake Clifford, I think deserves something. And then one that we've kind of just forgotten is, is Dylan Holman. Uh, Dylan really, really played well last year and really led the Sun Devil team. And for him to not get a, a peak anywhere, it's kind of a shame because I think had Dylan been elevated to play with that next level, if you will, who knows what Dylan Holman would have been able to bring, right? 
I think he came to Arizona State as the most skilled player for a couple of years and then started to kind of melt into the whole team format, especially last year. And uh, I, so I really thought that, that Dylan would have a shot as well. And, of course, let's not forget Jacob Stridsberg, who is back in, uh, in Sweden, um, going to be playing for a professional team in Sweden. So, yeah, so. There, there's a lot of talent that left this program. Now it's your turn, Paul. Tell me what's going to come in and fill it in. Oh, see, I think everybody will immediately look and say, oh, wow, Logan Genuine's coming in. He scored 59 goals last year. Um, you know, they got to replace that. You know, they got to help Johnny Walker score some goals. And uh, William Canarin uh, scored 20 goals last year uh, in Dubuque. Uh you know, maybe he'll help score some goals, and he's six four, two and a quarter. Um, see, I see. I sit there and look at that, and I don't even. Besides the obvious, I sit here as I look at the roster, and I'm saying to myself, "Okay, who is going to replace those guys that left? Because those guys were key members of this team that had defined roles." Uh, the seniors that we're talking about, they were the guys who set the tempo. They were the guys who played big in big games. Uh, those were the guys who killed penalties. Yeah. Those were the guys who started a lot of games and was uh, egoless enough to be like, we're going to go check the other team's big line. So uh, when you have lost the first Sun Devil to play in the NHL as a goalie, <laughs> that's got to come first. Yeah, that, 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 That's got to come first. Um, uh, you know, Max Project coming over from BU, we don't really know what he's going to be like. Um, Evan DeBrower, you guys have seen him in practice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the expectation well, not, not, is... Not, not only in practice, he he's had a pretty good career in the junior leagues up in in Canada. Right. So he comes in as a pretty pretty skilled veteran. And like I said, one of the things that I saw a lot last year was Evan DeBrower learning from Joey Decord. And I had them in the same room. I did a I did one of our uh, um, rookie and a vet, and he was the rookie, and Joey was the vet. And they were both in the same room. And I asked Joey, kind of jokingly, I said, you ever going to give this rookie some chances to play? And he said, he's going to have to take it from me. And well, that was, uh, and Evan really took that to heart. you know. And when I talked to Evan, he said, you know what? I've learned more from Joey Decord than I've learned a lot in my hockey career because I know how he prepares. I know how he looks at games. I know how he looks at shooters. And those are things that now Evan's going to get an opportunity to show. Well, the coaches are hoping that somebody takes the lead. In yes. uh, one of the questions that I got answered to me uh, via email, I sent the coach some questions in email. Uh, they're hoping that one of the three guys that are going to be in camp this year between DeBrower Project and uh, the freshman Justin Robbins, uh, they want to see one of these guys take the number one spot. So... It'll be interesting to see what they use as a rotation in China. Yes. Um, uh, 
it'll be interesting to see how they uh, mix and match the uh, goalies week to week. Um, I will be surprised if Evan DeBrower isn't playing that Friday night game at Minnesota State. Um, yeah, I will at least too. that's the expectations, and 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 go from there. Uh, you might see them split a couple of games, the opening weekend of games against Mercyhurst. But if, if Evan is not starting that first game, and this is just my own opinion, this is not anybody telling me anything. If Evan is not starting that first game uh, in Mankato, then I would be shocked. And it would just mean that one of the other two guys was just head over heels better than the other two uh, in, the, in working yeah, I, up series. I, I agree with you. I've got a little bit of insight from one of my sources that said that they wholeheartedly believe that Evan DeBrower is going to be the starting goaltender, that he's going to take the lead. They're going to give everybody a shot, obviously, but they all feel like Evan is the guy. They they recruited him to be Joey's backup and then eventually take the role. So they expect him to do it. If he doesn't do it, I think the coaches will be looking at it as a little bit of a disappointment because they – they recruited him for that purpose, right? Yeah. Uh, Coach Powers told us that he kind of had a feel that Joey was going to leave about last January. So he knew that he had to start preparing about that time. And, um, that, you know, Coach doesn't even look remotely phased about his, his goaltender. So I think he's got a lot of confidence in all three of them. We'll see who comes out. Well, Defensively, he's talking about – you got something more to say on goaltenders? Well, no, I was going to say – the fact that he's confident about his goaltenders, when you look at what they have coming back from last year on defense and 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 the guys that are coming in, uh, Coach has been over the top excited uh, about Jack Judson, one of the, the recruits coming in, yeah. not to, yeah. to knock uh, Jacob Semek in, in, in any way, uh, but... Um, he's been really excited about that. And those guys are going to have a lot of work to do because there are five guys, six guys coming back uh, from last year's roster. And two of those guys are going to play 25 minutes a game. So uh, playing time is not going to come easy yeah. for and let me, anybody let me... that's not named Brinson Pashnuk and Josh Maniscalco. And let me tell you somebody that's going to really push for a spot this year, a regular spot, and that's going to be Connor Stewart. He's put on weight. He's devoted himself to becoming better. He knows now what it takes. That The freshmen that are coming in don't know for sure what that defensive core is going to look like. Connor Stewart went through the battles of practice. He saw a little bit of ice time. He knew he had to get better. He knew he had to put weight on. He knew he had to get stronger. And from all indications, he's done all of that. So look for Connor Stewart to, to take one of those spots, probably uh, number seven defenseman. Well, he's, he, he's, he's going to have to push to do it because uh, Jacob Wilson is going to get a lot of time oh, yes. uh, once they get past the first game. Uh, because he still what? has to serve one game. Why, for why is he suspension. not playing the first game, Paul? He's got to <laughs> serve that suspension from last year. We can get into that if you want, but no, no, uh, no, 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 no. We're so. already at about thirty-three minutes into the program, so <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that for more more summer talk. But and, yeah, um, 
there's good it, news about Jacob too. The word is out that he is going to be named an assistant captain this year. He's going to wear the A, which is nice because I think he's earned it. And uh, that tells you how steady the kid is and how much the coaches think of him. Well, and uh, there's that. Um, and, you know, he, you know, was, was definitely getting better as the season gone on. Um, I think the whole defensive core might revolve and in, in how much develops and how much uh, the new guys really get a chance to play uh, might come down to Jared Gorley. Now, here's yeah. a guy who's a big body. He yep. came in as a freshman last year, had a lot of good moments, and a lot of moments where uh, he let, shall we? I don't want to say his emotions get the best of him, but he made freshman mistakes. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. But he is, at least for now, the one guy who has got big-time size. Yes. He's the one guy that can push you away from the front of the net just without a lot of well, effort because he's just that big. So, Kavito Johnson is pretty big, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's not Jared Gorley's size. Um, oh. and, we're, we, and we didn't even get into Johnson's yet. Uh, Gorley, uh, does his skating get any better? Um, does right. his offense get a little bit better? Does his passing get a little bit better? Um, do you put him on in a pairing with Vito Janssen's to let Janssen's have a little bit more responsibility offensively? And the same thing with, with Jacob Wilson. Because I don't see them splitting up Maniscalco and Pashnik. I, I don't see no, that happening that's not happening. at all. That's not so, happening. Um, so those battles for those three to six spots – um, is is going to be fierce, and those are the guys that if I was able to get to practices, uh, that that I would be interested in watching, especially in any sort of scrimmage type situation. Um, I think the fact I'll that give these, you some updates on that. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I, I'm hoping, and they haven't said anything yet. I'm hoping that these games in China get streamed because I'm also interested to see how some of these players uh, do on the bigger ice surface. Like, as, as I'm, you know, they only played two games on that surface last year, the last yes. two games in Minnesota. They have a yeah. bunch more games on that surface this year. They're going to play uh, probably, let's see, um, I think – I'm just trying to remember the schedule off the top of my head. Um, I well, think, I know what yeah, you're saying. We have, we have they're time playing to at Air that. Force. They're playing at Air Force. I think yep. the Alaska schools, or at least, uh, had Olympic ice surfaces. So, um, you know, you're, they're going to play some schools that have the bigger ice surface. They're going to play five games in China on big ice surfaces. So we know right away that the skating is going to get tested. Yeah. So and it's going to have to get better, and when it gets better, it's going to make playing on the smaller ice surfaces much easier. So that's, right. those so, are all good things. Okay, right. we're we're running out of time because we're going to make people listen for another hour again if we're not careful. Uh, <laughs> let's let's quickly talk about the offensive output because I think okay. this is going to be the biggest difference. This is going to be the first year, in my opinion, that ASU outscores teams, and I don't think you're going to be seeing seven or eight shutouts. 
like Joey produced for you last year. So no. I think you're going to need to score some goals. And I think this is going to be the year where you're going to see a lot of people banging on the glass at Oceanside, celebrating goals, because I think you've got some guys coming back that are proven goal scorers and Demetrius and um, Johnny Walker. And now you're bringing in Logan Genuine. Um, you're, you're bringing in some guys that are going to mesh, right? And I think if you if you have three lines with goal scoring potential, I think that takes away from focus on one guy. You and I talked about this multiple times last year. How many times, especially on the power play, did other teams focus on Johnny Walker? And you were screaming so. from Long Island, shoot the puck, Demetrius, because you knew that they were focusing on Johnny Walker. Now you bring in some guys, especially early in the year, and they get some confidence, score some goals in that Mercyhurst series, or maybe even score some in China, and come back in, now all of a sudden that makes Demetrius more lethal, that makes Johnny more lethal. Um, it just, you know, how's that, how's that saying go, right? A high tide rises all ships? Well, more good goal scorers makes your team scoring better. So that's going to be the, the thing that I'm going to watch for this summer and as uh, practices start developing, how many times those guys are putting the puck in the net. Because last year it was clear who was going to be your goal scorer, right? right. It was very clear. And who plays with who? I mean, right. they, they, they're going to have those. And, 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 and this is where, you know, obviously the advantage of those five games that they're going to play uh, in the middle of August. Um, and, and probably without Demetrius, uh, how, is the, how is the staff going to mix and match the lines? Yes. How is that, how is that going to work? Um, how is that going to work, especially in the top six? Uh, you know, what kind of improvements does Jordan Sandu make? What kind of improvements did P.J. Morocco make? Morocco scored a lot of big goals last year, but he didn't score a lot of goals. Yeah, absolutely. So, he stepped so, up when they really needed him, but he could score a bunch more. You know, how did the, how do those guys take their games up? Um, where does the, the, the improvement come in on the guys – that are already here. Um, you know, does Philip Bunces, now that he's gotten a taste, does he take a step up? Um, you know, there, there's, there is going to be so much competition in the forward lines because let's also not forget that two of the guys coming in, William Canaram, and I apologize to you, William, if I did not say your name correctly, uh, and James Sanchez, they're not coming in as freshmen. They're coming in as guys who've played some NCAA hockey before, so yes. it's it, it that that adds a different element to this mix as well. You don't have six freshmen coming in to take spots. You have four right. freshmen and two juniors coming in to take spots. And how That's much correct. does that experience make a difference there? Um, you See, know, you led me you led me right back to what I started with. This is going to be an offensive explosion. That's going to start early, and you're going to see it often. They may lose some games, but they're they're definitely going to score more goals than they did in the past. Well, I, I think, think that's going to be important with the goaltending. I think they're definitely going to have to early. Uh, yeah. They're going to definitely and, – and, and this is, once again, not knocking the guys that are there to play goalie now. They're just not Joey Decord. Right. And okay. So we've, we've rolled in here about 41 minutes plus 
the coach in here, so <laughs> let's. <laughs> I told you we'd have stuff to talk about this summer. <laughs> we always worry about. I always worry about. Are we going to get to a half an hour? And yeah. Usually I Never. worry. I worry we, we just pull right past that like there's no big deal. So let's kind of wrap things up with. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys part two of the Sun Devil Hockey uh, to China and back. And then let's talk a little bit about, we'll preview next year, next week, because I think next week's show, that 14, 15, 16 minutes that I have with Coach Powers is going to be really intriguing to Sun Devil fans everywhere. A um, lot of good stuff we talked about for the future. I don't want to end this show, though, because I ended the little interview with Powers about talking about his newest recruit in the equipment room. Got to throw a shout out to Al, the Labrador that uh, John Loeffner has brought in to help him. Uh, I see he also advertised for a student assistant. So apparently Al's not quite there yet. He's in a learning curve. He's having but, a tough uh, time learning how to sharpen skates. <laughs> or guard the door. Or <laughs> but anyway, that. Go uh, out there and uh, and be able to talk a little uh, fun for Arizona State Sun Devil hockey. So, Paul, another great show. Uh, thanks for your time and your research as always. Get yourself ready next week because I will have a chance to uh, to see them on the ice before yeah. we converse next Friday. So I'll have some firsthand experience on it. I don't know if we'll be able to get any pictures or interviews or how that's all going to break down, but I'll break it down for you from what my eyes tell me when I see them. And, uh, and we'll get ready for a trip to China in just two weeks away. Uh, yeah, is it two weeks? Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. From the steamy 108-degree Tempe, Arizona, I'm Scott Strandy. For my man, Paul Hornstein, back on Long Island, where it's probably, what, 75 maybe? Uh, no, I think it's in the high off the ocean, and he's sitting back there with a nice Long Island tea, just kicking back. <laughs> Club soda. Club uh, soda. Club soda. Club nice soda. glass, too, I might add. <laughs> I was asked about this last week on the video uh, version of the show, what was in the cup. Club soda. All right, folks. I hope you all have as much fun listening to it as we have doing this. It's uh, another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Big shout out to our sponsors at College Bar and Grill, our good friends at OxyPow, and of course our friends at M Drive for helping us put this show on every week. Um, I promise we're going to try to cool it down and keep it down into uh, closer to the thirty-minute range. But hey. doggone it, we got so much hockey to talk about. What well, are you well, supposed to do, right? I know you got to do what you got to do, but you forgot the most important shout out. And look over to your left or your right. I'm not sure which side she's sitting on, <laughs> but I know what side my butter is breaded on. And Terry, don't you worry. I don't forget you. All right. Well, shout out to Terry, our executive producer, for that's got to put it all together for us. So, all right, Paul, have a good week. Until next week, get ready because the Sun Devils are on the ice. We'll see you next week.